This is Diane, according with Book Talk. My guest is futurist Ari Wallach. His new book is Long Path, Becoming the Great Ancestors Our Future Needs. Ari's TED Talk about Long Path has been viewed over two and a half million times and translated into 19 languages. He is Zooming with me today from his home in New York. Ari, welcome to Book Talk. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. What is Long Path and why do we need it? So Long Path, this will sound a little complicated, but it's not. Long Path is a mindset. So oftentimes people say, well, don't we need frameworks or guides to how we go into the future? And what I've learned over my 20 years of being a professional futurist is that frameworks are great. But what's even better in terms of navigating moments of uncertainty, which is what we are in right now as as a species on this planet Earth, which is why I wrote Long Path and developed it, is a mindset. It's a way of kind of thinking about our moment in time and how we navigate it. And so specific to your question, the reason I wrote the book, I mean, I gave a TED Talk, but I wrote the book because I wanted to go deeper into what this mindset is and how you can use it specifically for this time. And this time, I I write about this in the book, I call the intertidal. And intertidal is that place, you know, if you've ever been kind of on the shore and you've kind of stood in the sand and you've had the tide kind of go in and go out, and and but, you know, you stay in the same place, that's the intertidal zone. That's that area that sometimes is below water and sometimes is above water. And it's just kind of like this interregnum, this in-between. And that's very much where we are really across the entire planet So the old ways of how we do things just really aren't working anymore, but the new ways have not yet necessarily been discovered or decided upon. And so I wrote the book about the long path mindset to help people navigate this intertidal moment. You mentioned that you've been futuring for 20 years. What's a job description for that? So a lot of times people think a future is, you know, we have a crystal ball and we know what's going to happen. And not really since the days of the Oracle at Delphi or Nostradamus or, or snake oil salesmen. What professional futurists do is we are constantly scanning the horizon. So most people, understandably, go about their day to day, whether they're teachers or even executives or whatever it is. And they're really thinking about you know, they're obviously thinking about today. They're thinking about maybe next week or next month. But on average, most Americans think maybe four to five months out. If they have a big vacation they're planning, they maybe think further out. But in reality, that's kind of the horizon. So people in my line of work, we're constantly kind of thinking 5, 10, 15, 20, in my case, 50 to 100 years out. And so what that means is we are looking for signals. We are looking for data that gives an idea of where things might go. And then we help organizations kind of plan accordingly. So sometimes that data is just hitting you right in the face. So when we look at the the obvious one is demographics. So for instance, when we look at the population curve in Africa, sub-Saharan Africa right now, it is unbelievably young. Average age is probably 23, 24. We look at Japan, the average age is probably in the 60s. Now this might sound just like, okay, no big deal. But this has a huge impact on society and on pensions and how you run your entire kind of economic system. So that's that's the obvious data point, right, is demographics. But then we'll look at things that aren't necessarily um, so obvious in terms of the impact we're going to have on society. So one, one of the things is we, we look at some polling 
that's happening, let's say, in the U.S. right now. And what we're seeing is the rise of the spiritual but not religious, right? So more Americans year over year are now saying they're not they're not atheists, they're not agnostic. What they're saying is they are spiritual but not religious. Now, that might seem like a great article in the New Yorker or in a newspaper, but we look at that and we say, well, hold on a second. There's actually something really important there because how people think about their connection to something beyond humans, you know, call it divine or God or, or Mother Earth, whatever it is, has huge ramifications on how they vote, how they consume, how they raise their kids. And so, again, we're always, as a futurist, looking at these different megatrends, not these short, you know, six month, you know, the length of the skirt, you know, we use that as a fashion example. We're really looking at how are we as humans kind of evolving and existing on this planet and then we extrapolate from there multiple scenarios, which are really stories about how things might go. And then from there, we work with whomever we're working with. I work with the United Nations and I work with foundations and I work with the U.S. State Department and corporations. And then we say, OK, given all of these stories and all these things happening, what should we do? What might we do to help create a better future? So that's what a professional futurist does, either inside of an organization or outside, like I have been operating for 20 years. So what's the common thread when you work with all these different sorts of companies? Do they call you? Yeah, so it's interesting. Why do they call me? So what what ends up happening is the when when we're in a kind of steady state, when things are just kind of chugging along, like let's say the the 90s or the early 2000s and even, you know, in the, in the first part of the decade, people kind of make the assumption understandably so that we're in a, like I said, we're in the steady state moment and things are going to kind of stay the same. And to be honest, they don't call us as much, right? Because they just think, "Oh, everything is, you know, it's fine. It's smooth sailing." When our business really takes off is now is when things are really unstable and uncertain. And all of a sudden, what happens is people realize, and I write about this in the book, that this this official future, quote unquote, that things are going to go in this one direction, whatever that direction is, is no longer the case. And now they're saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. we always talk about futures with an S in the plural. They want to know that. But what they also want to know is what can they do to help shape it? And so a lot of what I talk about in Long Path is that you don't have to be the CEO of a large company or the president of France to actually make a big impact on the future. It turns out that very small actions at scale, so as many people do those small actions, that actually has an enormous impact on the future. And so the common thread line is when things are kind of disrupted in general in society, people are wondering, to be honest, Saving us a lot of time down the road. You can imagine what an 80-year-old can say to a 14-year-old that will in some ways almost take that 14-year-old into the future. It's going to save them a lot of time, a lot of mistakes, because those folks have lived through it. Speaking of the future, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but you must have a lot of computers. What's the biggest thing that's happened lately? that you didn't see coming? What I didn't see coming, the biggest thing by far, it has come out of an organization called OpenAI, and they've developed, basically, uh, you you can go to openai.org and and play around with it, and I think it's also .com. They've developed something called ChatGPT, and it's basically an artificial intelligence platform. You log in, and you can ask it questions. A friend of mine logged in, and said, please give me a summary of Long Path by Ari Wallach, the pros and cons of the book. 
And then they sent me the 800-word essay that was spit out three seconds later. I'll be honest. I know enough of my own work to know where the computer made some mistakes. What it literally did was it amalgamated every book review on the planet of my book. It looked at the transcripts of podcasts that I had been on. It did all of this in a couple of seconds and wrote an essay. And I just saw it. I was talking to the woman who does curriculum at the local at the local school district that my kids are at. Kids are already using this to do homework. So what I did, and, and but of course they shouldn't be. And so what I didn't see coming was how quickly computers would be able to reply in a way that seemed relatively coherent where a human did not touch that. And now there's all sorts of problems with that because that is going to lead to all sorts of stories that are on the internet. And you don't know who wrote it anymore. You don't know if it's a foreign actor, if there's an artificial intelligence. And then what happens is, not to go too in the weeds, is the next artificial intelligence program a year from now will read what the first artificial intelligence program wrote about my book and will take that as gospel. So as where before we had humans as kind of intermediaries, we're going to start losing that. And the, the data set that these programs are using to quote unquote learn is going to be not based on what humans have wrote, but it's going to be based on what the computer before them wrote. And so what I didn't see happening was how quickly we would develop this technology. And to be honest, how quickly we wouldn't, or not how quickly, but how ill-prepared we are as a society for it. You know, we we talk about 2016 and the Facebook election and interference. We kind of knew that was coming, to be honest with you. This, we did not see coming at this level. And so it it's going to call into question how we think about what is real and what is not real. And as a society, we have not prepared ourselves to even start grappling with that question. Thank you. My guest is Ari Wallach, author of Long Path, Becoming the Great Ancestors Our Future Needs, published by Harper One. This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. Thank you. You're welcome.